You're listening to the Winged Octopus Podcast, brought to you by Howie's Hockey Tape. And welcome to another episode of the Winged Octopus. This is Tyler here alongside Greg. Unfortunately, Tess couldn't join us tonight. The Red Wings have lost 10 of their last 11 games. Uh, me and Greg have resulted to alcohol, and so this is starting to get ugly. But Greg, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, alcohol is the beginning of it. I, they've made me switch from beer to hard liquor, so I've got a, a nice uh, glass of bourbon and I'm ready to go. Yeah, I can't do the hard liquor, and, and uh, I'm, I'm done with beer for tonight. Um, I, I drank a little bit last night, so no beer tonight, no alcohol tonight. I'm clear. I'm drinking water. We're good. Awesome. There's no drunk Tyler on the air tonight. Um, you know, we're, we're going to – you can explain it, but uh, we're going to do something a little bit different here tonight. Uh, it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so if you listen to a couple podcasts ago, we did a rapid fire where me, Tess, and Tyler went through – a list of 10 questions we gave our answers and it was kind of quick so tonight since i'm not sure if we're going to get another one in before christmas uh we should but we're also going to do a uh, a question and answer where i have come up with five questions and tyler has come up with five questions and we will go back and forth asking each other these questions and getting answers whether they be good or not Before we do all of this, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout out to our friends at Howie's Hockey Tape. Listen, guys, if you need anything for hockey, go to Howie's Hockey Tape. Uh, Howie's Hockey Tape is from the great city of Grand Rapids. They give hockey equipment to the NHL, the NCAA, AHL, and the OHL. Anything you need, they've got it. You need some tape, they got it. Visit Howie'sHockeyTape.com or Howie'sHockeyTape.ca and use the promo code WINGEDO and you will get a 10% discount because it's Christmas time and we all love saving money. Absolutely. Right. And they have the right. best tape in the world. I, I, you know, When I play, I use it and I've been playing a lot more hockey lately. So Howie's, thank you. Got some nice shirts. They got some pucks. They got some discounts on pucks or they did. I don't know if they still do. They do. Um, if you use winged O, they get a 10% company. discount. They do. Yeah, you do. you're right. You're right. So, you know, everybody going out there playing pond hockey and everything like that, take a look at Howie's. They got some good discounts on pucks. So uh, I think what we're going to do is I think I'm going to let you ask the first question and I will answer it. And then we will go it's from fine. there. It's fine with me. All right. So we've, uh, we've talked about some, you know, some bad things and this is this we're going to start it off on kind of a little bit of a bad subject greg everybody wants to know what the hell's going on with the empty seats at little caesar's arena why is it so empty and will they ever be completely full all right well i'm glad that i didn't ask that question because that was on my list before i crossed it off will they be well, okay first off why are they empty they were empty originally and maybe the first 10 games because people were out in the in the uh, concourse people were eating at the restaurants people were getting beer they couldn't come in until play stopped and that was a problem so they would just go back out and keep moving around so that's why they you'd see them kind of fill up more towards the middle of the second beginning of the third now they're empty because the team is trash I still think a, it's a combination now, Greg. It could still be a combination, yeah, of course, but it looks emptier. It looks emptier than it did before. Now, I understand the last game was surprisingly full for the atrocious weather that we had, but we yeah. could blame it on 
high ticket prices and people in the concourse for a while. And now I didn't want to pay 80 bucks to go see them at the beginning of the season. I definitely don't want to pay 80 bucks to go see them now. So the ticket prices are going down. If you look at like all the, the second party ticket yeah, places, StubHub, like I could have went and StubHub and stuff. Yeah. I could have went and watched them lose to Boston for a 34 bucks lower bowl last night, but yeah, I think I'm all set with that. Although I'm spending a hundred dollars a ticket to go see them play in Boston, so I'm an, I'm the idiot, right? So, I mean, they might win, and let's see if they win. And but they got to win one game. They, they got to win not, a game. They're they're one six and one in Boston since they've moved to the East, and that's not counting the playoff series that they lost in five games. All right. Well, maybe they won't. Uh, maybe they won't win. Are you gonna be? You're gonna be wearing a Wings jersey? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Kind of fan am I? All right, so uh, I think we'll move on. Does that answer suffice? You like that answer? Yeah, I like that answer. That's that's exactly what I would have said. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to mine, and I'm gonna start kind of mild. Uh, now that you've seen the streak that we've been on, this uh, losing ten of the last eleven games, how many points do you think the Wings end the season with? Oh wow, that's a good question. What are they at right now? They're at twenty nine right now. I'm sorry. 68 that's that's real low that's put i i'm pretty sure if we only got 68 points maybe 70 73 we'd be if we get that even that much i feel like we're in the bottom two in the league we're down there with buffalo i'll take it at this point in time the way they've been playing i mean they deserve it at this point and and you know what that may end up coming at a very good cost you might end up getting you know Rasmus Dahlin or any of those other kids that are up there right now. Yeah, if you've seen my Twitter lately, about every day I post a GIF with a bunch of ping pong balls. Every time they lose, I say, bring on the ping pong balls. <laughs> Ken, I Ken love Holland, it. I've seen it. Yeah, Ken Holland's going to be able to fill his uh, mansion with ping pong balls by the end of the season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that Ken Holland will be having that job too much more. But. I tend to agree with you. I think we'll be in the mid the mid to upper 70s, but I do think we'll finish in, in the bottom three in the league this year. It is what it is. This is going to be another hard question to answer because he is so young, and this is something that people have been asking me and I've been seeing thrown around a lot. I personally don't agree with it, but let's see what you think. Is Dylan Larkin overrated? That's, oh, man. Is he overrated? No. Is he overrated as a goal-scoring phenomenon? That's yet to be determined, but so far, yes. Dylan Larkin on this team right now is probably the most complete player we have. Uh, He is an amazing setup guy. Some of the passes he makes are insane. He is phenomenal defensively. He'll he'll be one end of the ice, they get the puck, he'll be at the other end of the ice. It's, It's crazy. Even in a game yesterday where nbc is just all over teams like boston and they're all over teams like chicago and pittsburgh they're their favorite teams ever they'll do anything for them they sing the praises of dylan lark and how amazing the kid is and is he overrated for goal scoring so far yes but i don't think he was ever touted to be this prolific 50 goal scorer he however is the most complete complete player in what was i watching darren drager i think was on tv 
and he said that Dylan Larkin is probably the only untouchable on the team right now. I mean, that's that's something that I'd really have to look into because Mantha's another guy that I probably wouldn't move. Yeah, Mantha would be my second. Um, but but Larkin, you know what? Larkin, Larkin to me doesn't feel like he's overrated. I feel like a lot of people saw the first half of his first season and uh, just were like, oh, yeah, this guy's a goal scorer. He's a prolific goal scorer. He's going to be great. And then, you know, last year came where he didn't score as many goals, but he was still pretty good with the assists. And I don't think he's overrated. I just think that he's so young and you can't really tell. Exactly. And I think he scored like that at the first half of his first year because no one on any other team knew what to expect from him. They don't know how to block him. They don't know right. what he's going That's to fair. do. But after a season, you review the tape, you figure out, okay, he – Here's where he's going to go. He relies on speed. He cuts to the outside and then comes back in. They figure out his game plan. So, of course, his scoring is going to go down. But overall, I he's got to be one of the most complete players on the team. He's the future captain. He is one of the best leaders I've ever heard on the ice. And the kid, like, the hockey is his life. That's all he wants to do. That's the only place he wants to be. And he's really good at it. I don't think he's overrated at all. Did that make you happy? Yeah, that's that's a good answer. I mean, that's that's pretty much what I would have said, to be honest with you. You were just lagging a little bit. So, all right. So I think we'll go on to my question that wraps up the Dylan Larkin love fest. <laughs> Here, here's one that's been on the top of a bunch of people's minds. If you saw the recent inductions into the Baseball Hall of Fame uh, of Morris and Trammell from the Tigers, absolutely, I did. Ah. Uh, Here's a here's a burning Detroit question that we've had for years. And now that Mr. I is gone, do the Illiches retire the number of one Sergei Fedorov? Yeah, I'll, I'll just answer this very short and sweet. This number should have been retired 10 years ago. And Sergei Fedorov, you know, well, I, I believe his last year in the NHL was what, 2009, 2010? The number should have been retired probably two or three years after that, or, or maybe even sooner than that. This guy was unbelievable with the wing wheel. Sure, he had his problems, and, you know, he ended up going to Anaheim or whatever. But you know what? You can never take away what he did in Detroit. We don't have any of those three cups without him. I mean, you know, I, although 2003, that team was loaded. They may not have even needed him. But still, I mean, you know, he was yeah. a huge part of all three of those Stanley Cup teams. That number should have been retired a long time ago. Yeah, sir, I said the same thing. Like, you definitely wouldn't have had at least one of the 90s cups without him. He, the, the exactly. thing was is that Mr. I had, I believe, had a slight disdain for him after he left for Anaheim because Sergey was like a son to him, and they offered him more than Anaheim did, and he still left for Anaheim. So I can see where that would upset some people, but... I feel like uh, Mrs. Illich can can forgive him for something like that, and his his number definitely deserves to be retired. Yeah, I agree. I think after it's, him, that number's got to uh, be retired. Yeah, and I think the next one to go to is as soon as uh, if Datsuk retires from the KHL and is like done playing hockey, I think they'll retire Datsuk's number too. Yeah, well, my hope is um, and. 13 and 40 both go up there on the same night together because you know they twins and you know they were so good yeah. they extended a team that 
starting to get old and a rebuild that was almost imminent and they extended it for eight, nine, ten more years. Yeah. Really, really, really good hockey together. Not always on the same line, but when they were on the same line, it was like magic. They were like brothers almost. And the I Euro think that the, the respect that those two guys have, number one, they're going to go up together in the Raptors of, of Little Caesars Arena together in the Hall of Fame. You watch. Yeah, the other one I've been getting a lot online, a lot of questions on is why haven't they retired Shanahan's number? I don't know. That, that's that's a good question. The only answer I might have, let's not start retiring every single player that ever worn the winged wheels number. Let's not turn into no. Montreal Canadiens. Let's not turn into the uh, Yankees of hockey and uh, retire everybody's number from Bernie Williams to Mariano Rivera to the, the, Billy Martin. They, they retire everybody's number. And at some point in time, you go, this number, who was great? Was this guy great? Was this guy great? Was Because you could retire Osgood. Yeah. You could retire Fedorov. You could retire Shanahan. You could retire Edstrom's up there. You could retire a whole slew of players. Yeah, I think Is you should. You could retire Mulpey, Draper. Oh God! Not going into that. Let's let's wait. Are you gonna I, I don't know. Drake, Danny Cleary at that point, <laughs> right? So, I don't know. What what do you think? What what is your answer to that? Yeah, they need to retire Fedorov. My my answer to the, to the Shanahan thing is he um, would be man. he was instrumental also in those '90s Cubs. I think you should retire a, a few of the guys from the '90s. Uh, the nineties cups teams, because they, without certain ones, I don't think they would have won. Shanahan's a hall of famer. Okay, yeah, 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 of course. And if, if you're a hall of famer and you were part of those nineties teams, you should probably have your number retired. As, as, um, should one Chris Oscar, they don't win some of those cups without him. And, yeah. uh, you know, he was, he was really good. I mean, he's got a lot of wins. Go look at his stats. I know he played on the great Detroit Red Wings team. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Is Osgood's been a snub for the Hall of Fame just because of the teams he was on. But he still had to, you know, win games. So Yeah, it's unfair. It, it, it's really unfair. Osgood, it, it, you know, I, I would like to look up the numbers real quick because it's, it's really incredible what he was able to, you know, not even just with Detroit, but with – and um, the Islanders as well. I mean, he he has some stats, man. You can go on for stats for days, and he played for a long, long, long time, and he still looks like he's young, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had solid – I mean, depends where he was, but he had over 9.1 uh, save percentage from 94 to – 99 he had a 9 uh 907 in 99 2000 he was in the 90s all through the red wings he dropped with the islanders and blues and then when he went back to detroit he went back up so yeah he um he also has 401 wins and his career goals against average is 2.49 yeah i think he's the second best detroit goalie uh past sawchuck yeah yeah, so. he's he's he was remarkable. I think that that deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, me too. And then the playoffs, he was seventy four and forty nine. Yeah, that's insane too. That's unbelievable. You know, and it and is your turn for a question, like though, that. sir. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, we we got off a little <laughs> bit on the tangent. Oh, so, 
my question, my next question is, what the hell has happened to Danny DeKaiser? You know, before he was really good defensively, wasn't great offensively, kind of a weaker guy. What the hell has happened to him? He is a train wreck. I think the city of Detroit turned against him. I think his uh, morale is shot. He is not confident anymore because he's not really doing anything. Uh, Winged Octopus uh, actually yelled at me for making fun of him. Uh, but he he is just – he lost it. And I think they were clamoring for a defenseman when they signed him uh, out of college, and he played pretty well his first year. But first I think – I think the way he, I think that's his ceiling. He was never really super offensive. Sometimes they pair him with Erickson, which doesn't help at all. Um, no. I think lately they've been pairing him with Nick Jensen, but I don't like that pair either. He, the thing is, is we have no good defensemen besides no. Mike Green and da- Daly. Daly's been solid. Daly so, has been solid. Yeah. So DeKaiser's whole thing is, I think he lost his confidence. Um, he and I think he hit his ceiling. Confidence and ceiling. Yeah, I mean, he's not a million times better than he's played. Of course, he could be better defensively, but he's not the kind of defenseman that's going to score you 20 goals, and he's not the kind of defenseman that's going to be crazy forward. He's not a top-line defenseman. He's a bottom-four pairing. See, I even think that he he could be a top-four defenseman. You know, uh, But he was really good with... with- Quincy, as much as we gave Quincy shit, both of those guys were responsible defensively. When DeKaiser went up, Quincy stayed back. When Quincy went up, DeKaiser stayed back. And, like, it kind of worked there. And I think DeKaiser, when he was at his best, he kept plays simple. Uh, he was he had excellent gap control. He really didn't get beat too often. When he turned the puck over, it wasn't often. I mean, obviously, you know, he wasn't sure-handed like Nicholas Lidstrom. Nobody is. No. Um, but but he was pretty good. You know, he was he was really average, and I think that's what the Red Wings ended up paying for. Yep. Obviously, they're going to end up paying for that long term. Yeah, I think it's who they pair him with is not helping him. No, and it's he's he's an average defenseman. He's not elite. I'm not expecting him to be elite, but I'm expecting him to be better than he has been. He thing is, is in the last few games he hasn't been noticeable. And when a defenseman's not noticeable, that's generally a good thing. Yeah, so, yeah, he hasn't been that bad over the last few games. You know, Danny DeKaiser. I think the injury last year really threw him off, and then you know the big contract probably you know, overwhelmed him a little bit. He had to play a little bit more. He's not that guy that's going to play like, you know, 20, 25 minutes a night. You know, that's, no. that's absurd for to, to ask of him. And you know what? They may have burned him out a little bit too because the first few, not the first few years, the second year mm-hmm. that he was in the league, they started playing him a lot. And yeah. then when Babcock left the last two years of Blashill, he's played an F-ton. Yeah, and I think that's kind of hurt him a little bit too. So I don't know. I think he's a lot better than he's played. I think he's a lot more responsible than he's played. And uh, when he plays with confidence, I think he can he can still defend well. I, I'm not really convinced that he's an offensive defenseman or ever no, will not. be at that point. But I, I don't yeah. think he's horrendous offensively either. So I think he's a lot better than he's played. Period. Yeah, I think he can be better. He just it's the confidence thing. But I think we have a few yeah, more questions to go through. Moving away from the Red Wings for a second, what other team do you think has been an unexpected disappointment this season? 
I think there's only one team that really sticks out. And I think you know exactly who I'm going to talk about. But the Edmonton Oilers, to me, I mean, they had Connor McDavid, who supposed to be the second coming of Sidney Crosby. And I really like Connor McDavid. Um, they signed Leon Dreisaitl and McDavid to these big contracts, and it really hasn't worked out for them. Nope. Uh, Cam Talbot's been hurt. That that Laurent Brassois guy hasn't really played that great for them. Bum has you talk about a defenseman that's regressed. He's he's been really miserable for them too. And uh, you know that's that's the team that I look at. Another team that I thought was going to be pretty good, and uh, you know they're they're right in the bottom of the barrel with us is the uh, the Buffalo Sabers. I thought they'd be better. You know, new coach, new GM, Jack Eichel's supposed to be this. You know, a great forward and Rasmus Ristolainen, he's been hurt, but he's supposed to be this really lockdown defenseman who can play offense. And you just haven't seen it from the Sabres. And, and you know, they're going to end up with us. You know, they're going to be down in the bottom of the Eastern Conference, you know. So th- those are the two teams that stick out for me. Do you have any off the top of your head? Yeah. Uh, my big one is the, the Blackhawks. Uh, they yeah. have been extremely disappointing in my, and what's fine with me, I hate them, but oh, yeah, me too. who would have thought that the loss of Artemi Panarin would have affected them uh, as much as it has? And oh wait, everyone, everyone knew the loss of Artemi Panarin would have uh, affected them like this because he was Patrick Kane's setup man. Taves is a decent player but you needed someone to set up Kane and Panarin was the guy and now they don't have him. They're, they're in what the bottom two. I think they're in the bottom two uh, right above the avalanche and only five points above the avalanche. The other team that came to my mind was uh, the penguins are having an up and down season. They are just as bad as the Blackhawks. Uh, They are in third, but that's because the flyers and the hurricanes are pretty bad too, but you've got the Rangers, the Islanders, the devils, the Capitals and the Blue Jackets ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, so it's, it's crazy. So much for their three peat. I think that's out the window. They honestly, both of them could miss the playoffs this year. I'll tell you another team that's really uh, surprised me that I thought they were going to be much better, and they played better as of late. But the Montreal Canadiens, I thought, I thought Montreal, you know, Carey Price coming back, and and you know they got uh, you know some younger players in there, and, and you know they brought in Jonathan Druin and shipped mm-hmm. out um, um, Sergachev. I thought they would be a really good team this year, and it just kind of hasn't come to fruition. Although, like I said, they played better as of late, but I, I thought they'd be you know with Toronto and, and Tampa as you know the one two three there. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have a, a attitude problem with P.K. Subban than a no-attitude problem without P.K. Subban, right? I agree. I agree. All right, so uh, so we're going to move on to the next question here. How long is the leash for Jeff Blaschel and Ken Holland? Oh, God, not long. I'm assuming that Holland is going to be gone before the end of the year. Uh, I think Blash goes with him. I think what they need is a guy that hasn't, really coached at an NHL level, but has shown, now I don't want to say another Jeff Blaschel, but they need to pull someone from outside the organization, but they also maybe need to pull someone that, that maybe hasn't coached past a junior level that maybe wasn't an AHL coach, pull someone for our coach, like, like Arizona pulled Chica to be GM. 
pull someone like that to be our coach. I, I think they're both on a very short leash. I think Holland is probably on a shorter leash because he's put us in the cap hell that we're in. Yep. Absolutely. I, I think they're both short and I think they're both gone at the end of the season, if not before the end of the season. And actually that was my other question. One of my other questions. So you can answer it too. I have a quick follow-up question for you though. Um, okay. Do you think there's any shot they're gone before the new year? I think it has a lot to do with the next couple weeks games. If we lose all our games next week, I think at least Blaschel's gone. I, do I don't put in though. They'll, I don't care. Make Doug Huda the coach for the time being until they can find someone else. Or John, John Torchetti or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't – I think Doug Huda has more coaching experience. Um, yeah. But, well, but Torchetti was a head coach of the wild and got the team to the playoffs and everything, and they, the team played hard for him. So I would actually not be – I would actually be fine with him getting the head coaching job. Either him or, or like you said, Huda would be all right too. Yeah, I just don't – I think if we keep losing at the rate that we're losing, we lose eight, win one, lose – Six win one. Blash is going to be gone before the end of the year. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's almost imminent at some point. You know what? I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone before Christmas time. If they lose, if they lose tomorrow, like bad against Toronto, and they get embarrassed at home against you know their former coach and everything, he'd be gone on Saturday morning when we wake up. Yeah, I mean, that's not imminent, but it's a possibility. Even guys like Bob McKenzie are talking about it. Yeah. You know, saying that when those guys start talking about it, they're not just throwing shit against the wall and hoping it sticks. (laughs) Bob McKenzie knows what he's talking about. They're bringing it up. Bob McKenzie is the Ken Rosenthal of hockey. For all of you that don't know who Ken Rosenthal is, he's a little guy that you see on Fox Sports, wears a little bow tie, and he knows everything about baseball, the ins and outs of the, the trade deadline and and the winter meetings and everything. That's who Ken Rosenthal is. Ken Rosenthal, or or Bob McKenzie is the Ken Rosenthal of hockey, which is the Adam Schefter of hockey as well, uh, for all of you that know football. So I think if we lose, if we lose against Toronto, uh, and then we lose next Wednesday against uh, the Flyers, I think, I think almost at that point, you have to fire him because the Flyers are bad. Yeah, the Flyers have been playing better hockey too as of late. And it doesn't get much easier. I'm telling you right now, Toronto, the Flyers, like you said, and they've been yep. playing good hockey lately. And then you go, go into Boston, you got the Bruins. I mean, it doesn't get easier. It's you nope. know, it's it's not it's not this big cakewalk that people make it out to be. And uh, like I said, the, the Islanders are in there as well. The Islanders on um, on Tuesday night, and then they play yep. Philly on Wednesday. So. I don't know, man. It's it's a slippery slope right now with the, what the Red Wings are doing. They're not going to make the playoffs. No, I don't. Think. But the seats are also not getting any cooler. So, no. Um, so, so I will go on to my last okay. question then. Okay. How many trades will the Red Wings make before the trade deadline? Over under five. I would say under five, but no less than three. Okay. Who do you think's gone? I think Mike Green's gone. I think, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what teams I think they're going to. I think Mike Green's going to the uh, Edmonton Oilers. I think Kim Razik's also going to the Edmonton Oilers. And I think Cam Talbot's coming back this way. Not that that helps us, but, you know, it'll, it'll even out the money a little bit. Um, and then I think I think one of the three young guns goes. Do you think Athens to see you? I think Anthony Manfred of the Montreal Canadiens. 
I don't think so. I mean, you, did you hear NBC talk about Manta? How he's going to be an elite play? I don't think they'll trade him. Him and, like you said, him and Larkin are my only untouchables. Would you do him for Galchenyuk? No. Nope. No. Nope. Okay. I think Manta has a higher ceiling. Okay. He's Fair a bigger enough. guy. He's got a bigger frame. He's better at puck battles, and he's got silky smooth hands. Yeah, fair um, enough. I mean, uh, Galchenyuk to me is interesting. What about for Nugent Hopkins? No, still wouldn't do it because Mantha's younger. The, he's only 23. If you did Mike Green, and this is a separate trade, but you did Mike Green and Peter Mrazek to Edmonton, could you get Nugent Hopkins coming back the other way, you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because they they have a lot of money wrapped up in Dreisaitl and in McDavid. And they've got Maroon, and Maroon's been doing pretty good. Uh, I think you could get Nugent Hopkins. If you got New- Ryan Nugent Hopkins, you would then take a late-round pick, and you would have to keep some of Mrazic's salary. So yeah, if what you- they talked about today, actually, Bobby yeah. Pinsky did. So if you kept $2 million of Mrazic's four. You gave them Mike Green, and you. I think you could get back Ryan Nugent Hopkins in like a fifth-round pick. That's okay, though. And you know what? Then that also would – and I talk about this before because, yes, you want to tear the whole thing down and rebuild it, right? But yep. you also want to be able to accumulate some young players that you're yep. going to bring forward. So, okay, Dylan Larkin put, could possibly be your number one center. What if Ryan yep. Hopkins is your number one or number two behind him? Exactly. That's a no-brainer. And then you bring and Rasmussen in, and he's your three. And and now you start to see something building bigger and bigger. Yep. And, and the other thing that I do see as well, and, and I don't know if they'll go there with the price and everything, because Nugent Hopkins obviously younger. But mm-hmm. um, a free agent this summer coming up is John Carlson from the Washington Capitals, right? Mm-hmm. John Carlson, tremendous defenseman. He's good offensively as well. Could you see the Red Wings signing him? He's 27 years old when he hits the market. That's unheard of almost. I guess it depends on price, really. You're not, you got to remember that you need to sign Mantha and you need to sign Larkin. And yes, Mike Green's coming off the books and that's 6.2 million. And if the cap goes up to, like you said earlier, if you think cap goes up to 80, that's another 5 million. So you figure you got 11 million to work with. If you get rid of Mrazic, that's another four. That's 15 million. You're going to probably want to give at least six to Larkin. You're probably going to want to give at least six to Mantha. You think they're worth that though? I think Larkin, if you plan on keeping him in keeping him long-term and making him your captain and you can lock him up to like a, like a five-year deal at 6 million and then see where he's at in five years. Cause he'll still be what? 26, 27 yeah. by the time yeah, five years is up. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Same thing with Mantha. If you can lock him up to like a five, five year, six million, and he's 20, 26 by that time. See, I think Mantha deserves the, more of the bridge deal, though. I feel like given the money to Larkin, I trust. Given the money to Mantha, I don't know if I trust yet. So give him <laughs> a three. Me. Give him a three year for five million and see what he does in three years. I think that that's where I'm going with the, with my trades. I think Mike Green's gone. I think Mrazek's gone. And then I think one or both of Nyquist and Tatar. 
Yeah, I, I would I would explore that, especially if you're going to go into an all out rebuild. Yep. And start to bring guys in, uh, you know, maybe like a Ryan Nugent Hopkins, because that, like I said, that that helps you through the rebuild. But then he's also going to be with you after the rebuild as well. Yep. Yeah. So um, I think those are my, like those, about 30 at one point. Those are my um, trades. What do you think about maybe moving Franz Nielsen? I don't have a problem with Franz Nielsen. I like him. He's, oh, he's I a don't playmaker. Either, he's a good defensive forward. They're constantly saying, wow, how did Franz Nielsen get back and do that? He has a high contract, but my only thing is if Zetterberg retires next year, I think, and as much as people hate this, I think Franz is a good locker room presence. I think he's a good team leader type figure, and he's a solid guy even if you want to put him on the third or fourth line. I would keep him. I mean, if they trade him, I don't think anyone's going to take his contract like that. Same no, with, no, but can you eat half of it, though? I mean, you eat half of it, you're still eating $3.25 million? That's okay. Sure. I mean, it depends on what my return is. If I'm eating 3.25 and you're going to give me a, a second round pick, okay, I guess. If we just get a crap ton of picks in this next, this next draft is real deep. So if I get a ton of picks, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, to me, you know, it just comes down to them trading the right guys. And do they even trust Ken Holland to trade any more guys than they already? No. Have? And I think that's why Holland, um, doesn't have a real short leash. I think a lot of upper office may be making deals. And that's why I don't know if they get rid of Holland before. But if you get rid of Holland, who's going to be temp GM? And that's the other question, but that's too long to answer for right now. We'll have to save that for We could have a whole podcast about Ken Holland. And I'm sure we will at, at some point. Uh, do, do you have any other questions or anything? No, that was my last one. Okay, I have one more for you. All right. Who do you want to see the wings move forward with? Like who's going to be their core group? Yeah. There's give me like five. I've only got two. I've only got Larkin and Mantha. I said, you could literally fire everyone else on the entire team. So in other words, after the is not in your future plans with the way he's playing right now. No, maybe if Blashell moves him to a wing position where he's supposed to be playing and his numbers improve, then, then maybe, but it's I, I said it wouldn't have been a huge deal if we lost him and he hasn't really done anything this season. So, I mean, right now I, I could ship him out. If another team is serious about him and wants to give me a good offer, I'll trade him. He has a tremendous amount of skill and I would hate to give that, give that up, but so did Tomas Yerko and look where he is. He's playing exactly. on the line with Chicago now. So I'm yeah, I guess I mean, it is not, what it is. I'm not worried about it. So is that all we have for tonight, Greg? That is all we had for tonight. That was all that was on my agenda. Okay, that's all I have. Uh, the Red Wings, just the upcoming schedule real quick. They uh, they play the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night at uh, Little Caesars Arena. Then they travel to the Barclays Center to take on the New York Islanders. And then, you know, on a back-to-back, they take on the Philadelphia Flyers on <laughs> rivalry night. Rival and then heated rivalry with the yeah, Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, Detroit and Philly has a big rivalry, right? And then finally, last but not least, they skate into TD Garden, warm TD Garden, where I will be in attendance. <laughs> where they are one six and one ever since moving to the Eastern Conference, and they take on the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins. 
the Baston Bruins. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if they, they start losing a few more here, I think, uh, I think we start looking at the coach. I think we start looking at the GM. Yep. Expect some changes. And I think it just, there's going to be some changes over. Um, I wanted to say 19 Steve Eiserman drive, but whatever it is, Woodward Avenue now. Yep. Um, the pizza, pizza and, palace. Uh, this is, yeah. The pizza, pizza palace that a lot of people don't really care for. Greg, is that all? That's all you have. Yep. Uh, you can go ahead and follow me on Twitter at bringing the wing. Absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Sealy. You can also follow the winged octopus on Twitter at winged octopus. You can like us on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram. We do have a Snapchat. We're trying to get it going here. I don't know what the holdup is to be honest with you. And uh, we're also, you can follow our YouTube channel as it's winged octopus as well. And we're going to be posting some vlogs on there. Finally come the new year. (laughs) hosted by yours truly and produced by greg at some point so we will talk about that more at some point i'll probably plug those in a little bit here and there but anyways i guess go wings if not the tank is on for rasmus tank wings wings, right i I don't want to see the team lose on purpose but if they're just so bad that they can't win games then you might as well everybody have a merry christmas and a happy holiday season we're probably going to do one more but in case we don't everyone have a safe safe and fun holiday stay classy boys and girls that's a wrap on this episode of winged octopus make sure to give us a follow on twitter instagram and snapchat as well as like us on facebook you can also find our podcasts on itunes google play and podbean we thank you for tuning in and hope everyone had a great night Stay classy, Hockey Town. Just a small town.